Hello, critics, non-critics, and friends. Welcome to the Film Optics Podcast, where we take a glance into blockbusters, indie films, and everything in between. I'm your host, Christian, and today I am writing solo as I will be giving my honest thoughts and opinions on the Velma series, which is now streaming on HBO Max. The last two episodes just dropped today on February 9th, 2023. And I figured now would be a good time to talk about this series. I was sent the first eight episodes about a month ago through Warner Brothers or HBO altogether. And I thought about doing a review then, but I wanted to wait until the full series or the full season, excuse me, was out for everyone to watch because I wanted to give people a chance to view this for themselves. And of course, as this being a Scooby-Doo related property, it's all about the mystery. So I wanted to see how the mystery was going to unfold. So here I am talking about season one of Velma. And before we begin today's episode, you can listen to our podcast on podcast platforms around the internet. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. And if you are a new or seasoned listener to the show, we would love to hear from you guys. Follow us on Instagram and follow us on Twitter at Film Optics. That is optics with an X. Or you can email us at filmoptics at gmail.com for any movie-related questions. Now, before I get into this review, I want to let everyone out there know that this is a spoiler-free review of Velma. I will not be talking about any plot points because... Again, I just feel like I wanted to get this off my chest. Um, I definitely feel as if I'm in the minority when it comes to this show. I do not believe it is as bad as other people are claiming it to be, but I do have my gripes with it. So, you know, that's with every single show that you watch. You have the things that you love and there's the things that you aren't so super crazy about. So. We'll be right back after this introduction to Velma. My name is Velma Dinkley, and I've decided to finally share the bone-chilling events that drove me to assemble the greatest team of spooky mystery solvers ever. This is my story told my way. Ah! She has no brain! I'm not dissing her. She has no brain! And it starts with a murder. When I see something... If I can't convince people I didn't kill Brenda, I'm going to be arrested. I know, but I also know how to find out who did kill Brenda. I think it has something to do with drugs, which I hate. And we are back. You just heard a little snippet of Velma. Again, all episodes are now streaming on HBO Max. These are quick 25 to 30 minute episodes, honestly, that you can breeze through within a day. And the creator of this show is Charlie Grandy and stars voice performances such as Mindy Cowling, Glenn Howerton, Sam Richardson, and Constance Wu, which is a pretty stacked cast, if you ask me. But as far as the synopsis goes, this is basically just an origin story for Velma, who is voiced by Mindy Cowling, and she is also a producer on the show as well. So let's dive straight into my initial reactions of Velma. So starting off, full disclosure for this series, it is not being well received by critics 
or audience members. On Rotten Tomatoes, currently, it is sitting at a 6% audience score and a 42% Rotten Tomato meter on the critic side. So this show altogether has uh, received the Rotten status um, for season one of Velma. Uh, a lot of people are just not super happy with it. And I understand the criticisms because I do have those myself when it comes to this show. But I do believe that there are a lot of aspects of the show that I really adored. There are a lot of things to like about the show, but there's also a few things that I did have issues with. Like I said, you know, there's a lot of things that just are off-putting to me altogether. All but as far as the series overall, I do believe that this is a wonderful reimagining of the world's most renowned mystery gang. And it's full of authentic humor, a full of a lot of meta humor that works sometimes, but not always. But I will say that the portrayal of these characters when it comes to Velma, Shaggy, AKA Norval, and Fred and also Daphne, I, I think the, the cast did a very good job. I, I really adored hearing these actors portray these characters in a different light. This is a adult animated show. So you're not going to have the standard kiddish vibe that a lot of Scooby-Doo properties or series and or movies have done in the past. It feels as if this show has a lot of relatable moments and I did chuckle a few times throughout the entire series, my entire watch of the series. I've actually gone through and watched it twice. So the first time I was on a really, really big high saying, oh my gosh, you know, this, this show is fantastic. I love every single aspect of it. But as often as you need to, when it comes to criticizing or just reviewing series like this for something that I'm easily able to go back and re-binge, there are a few things where I was like, okay, well, that's still funny. But this other thing that this character did and or said wasn't all I thought it was. So I had time to marinate between my two watches of the show altogether. And while the series does deviate a lot from the original source material, that may be a huge turnoff for a lot of diehard Scooby-Doo fans out there. I do feel like this series shows a lot of affection for the franchise. There are a lot of references when it comes to this show. Some are more on the nose, kind of like someone mentioned like a really cool reference and it feels as if they're staring straight at the camera and like just spoon feeding it to the audience. But there are other references that are somewhat clever, more so in the backgrounds. So there are a lot of different references that you may notice as a certain scene is going on where there may be like a book with like a small little bit of writing on it that you can kind of pause and be like, oh, what does that say? And then you kind of chuckle and move on with the rest of the episode. But I will say that I, I don't feel like this show should be getting as much flack as it is. Like I said, it does have its issues. 
But, I mean, this is not the first time we've seen the franchise branch off in a new way. The main issue from what I've seen, unfortunately, online is the race change of Shaggy, a.k.a. Norville, Daphne, and more so uh, with Velma. Personally, I do not find Mindy Calling that funny, but I understand that she is a producer on the show. So if she wants to voice one of her favorite Scooby-Doo characters and wants to have her image portrayed as Velma on screen, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think there's anything wrong with having an Asian Daphne or a biracial uh, Shaggy, a.k.a. Norval. Shaggy Norval Rogers. Again, that is his full name. It's been that way for ages. But I don't feel like there is a issue with these voice actors wanting to portray these iconic characters in their image. Now, as far as the writing, it's hit or miss sometimes. I would say it's about 60-40, more so 60% doesn't necessarily work for me. Like I said, there are a lot of meta humor references when it comes to this have that scooby-doo aspect of the mystery and as i said before i wanted to watch every single episode as it dropped because i was only sent the first eight episodes and i wanted to watch all 10 so as far as the story it is pretty interesting again this is a show that you can just turn your brain off And you don't have to take that seriously, to be completely honest. But when it came to the whodunit aspects, I was thoroughly surprised. I had my suspects of who the serial killer might be. And I actually got it wrong. But my second guess turned out to be the actual serial killer themselves. But again, not going to say any plot beats whatsoever. But when it came to the predictability... I had no clue who it was like within I honestly I would say within the first eight episodes it wasn't until like the last two episodes where I started to narrow it down just a little bit. There are a few red herrings thrown in there, but overall, I think it's a pretty interesting mystery and I thought it was very well done for what it is. Now, like I said before, when it comes to the characters themselves, Velma is actually not my favorite character out of the entire bunch. It's actually between Fred, Daphne, and Norville. I actually didn't like Velma all that much. I felt like she was a bit insufferable. Like, she was purposely unlikable. And a lot of the writing for her character felt very staggered, if that makes sense. It felt incomplete. So Velma is like this insufferable know-it-all when it comes to a lot of her character. She doesn't really care for the people around her. She's very selfish. She assumes way, way too much. And it, it felt like a lot of the writing was just a bunch of people who were like bullied in high school. And like, this is kind of like their time to shine when it came to, oh, you know, well, we're in the writer's room now, so we're going to tell everyone, you know, how we feel about 
this certain situation or situation X, Y, and Z. And it felt forced at times, but when it didn't feel forced, I thoroughly enjoyed the season. Like I said, the animation style was very distinct, especially when it comes to Velma's hallucinations. And overall, I just thought that it was not as bad as what people are letting it on to be. Now, when it comes to the end of the season, they're definitely setting up for season two. And I think it's important to remind people that when it comes to a season, like a first season of the show, especially one that is based off of like a existing property like House of the Dragon, when it comes to the first season of a show, I feel like the show is still trying to figure out what it needs to be. It's still trying to figure out what the audience is or who the audience is going to be. And I don't think Velma has that figured out yet. I don't think they know who this is for outside of Scooby-Doo fans who have been, you know, following the franchise since either its inception or who are new fans to the Scooby-Doo franchise. I don't know who this is for right now, but I feel as if, if it gets picked up for a second season, that Velma will eventually start to find its audience and hopefully, you know, we can get more seasons. I would definitely watch a second season. Like I said, the ending of season one is very on the nose. It feels very familiar when it comes towards the end of the series um, or season, excuse me. Like I said, this is an origin story for Velma. So this is, you know, the entire Scooby-Doo gang. Unfortunately, Scooby is not in this series, but or at least not in season one. Um, if they do incorporate him, I'm interested to see how they play that out. But, you know, when it comes to this origin story, it is it's it's pretty straightforward altogether. But I do feel like season one is trying to do a lot like they have a lot of great ideas that are mixed in with a lot of not so great ideas. And they need to funnel a lot of those out if it gets picked up for a second season. That is how I feel about the show altogether. Again, I do not feel like this show is like the worst thing in the world. People are a little bit too reactionary when it comes to things, because trust me, I've seen things way worse than Velma. And Velma is not even like the tip of the iceberg when it comes to this stuff. It's, it's crazy how people can just say this is like hot garbage but only watch like a few episodes, like at least give it the entire season. Now I will say if you don't like it for whatever reason, that is your opinion. And I totally understand why people do not like this show. A lot of people do not feel as if Mindy Cowling is a funny comedian. And I tend to agree. Hence why Velma in this show, who is named after her Velma Dinkley is not my favorite character in the entire show. Rarely is the main character of a TV show and or a movie my favorite character of that franchise. Like I said, I thought Fred was hilarious. He was a spoiled little rich kid. You have Norville, who is like this reimagined, like beta male type person. And then you have Daphne, who is more of the same, you know, still a quote unquote, 
popular character in more ways than one. She is very popular when it comes to the halls of Crystal Cove High School. But she takes a different journey altogether. But as I said, and I apologize for rambling, I don't think Velma is that bad of a show (laughs) when it comes to all of this stuff. But that is just my rant. I apologize. I do not do solo episodes all that much. And there's a reason for that. Hence why I feel like I've been ranting here for almost 20 minutes about the show. But when it comes to my final thoughts, they definitely need to figure out who the show is for and tailor that for season two moving forward, whatever, you know, this show may be, and it might not get picked up for a second season. Then again, I don't know. It is the most watched animated series on HBO max as of right now, according to um, a lot of the articles out there, but if they do a second season, they need to figure out who the show is for. There's a lot of things I love about this show. There's a lot of things I could honestly do without. And Velma just, she goes through a transformation. She's a little bit better towards the end of the series, but still just a little, I don't know. She's a little snippy to, to be completely honest. But as far as my ratings for Velma, I would give it a solid three out of five. Again, it is not perfect, but it definitely needs some work to find its audience And I think they need some new writers in the room when it comes to a lot of these characters' dialogues, mainly, honestly, just Mindy Callings, because it feels like she's doing this animated biography of her career, of her life. It's, It's very, it's like two on the nose. But with all that said, that is a wrap on today's episode. And if you like what you heard on today's episode, please subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform of choice. And make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Film Optics. Again, that is Optics with an X to stay in the know. And always, always, always make sure to share an episode of our podcast with a friend. Whether it be your mother, your brother, or your significant other, make sure to share an episode of the Film Optics Podcast with a movie lover in need. And really quick, what is coming up on the show? We have been covering The Last of Us weekly on a weekly basis for you guys. So definitely check out our episodes one through four that are up right now. Not sure if episode five is out right now. It depends on when I drop this episode out for everyone to listen to. But definitely, if episode five is not out, definitely go give it a watch once it comes out. But you can also check out our That 90 Show review, which is a spoiler-free review that me and Amanda from AMX NDA Reviews covered. And you can also check out our Knock at the Cabin review that Devin and I covered together. We had a lot of fun with that one. Definitely go check it out. And again, thank you all for listening. And remember, if you enjoy the show, leave us a five-star rating review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and follow us on Twitter and Instagram to stay in the know. I'm Christian signing off and we'll see you guys in the next one.